0: This is The Topic is Trek, episode 103, for Friday, November 26th, 2021. Coming up this episode, honoring some artistic legends. No discovery for you. And Trek is more than just the theme of this show. All that and more right now on The Topic is Trek. I think those are the bullet points from last episode. But let's keep going anyway. Black Friday alert. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, The Topic is Trek. engage already. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever live stream of The Topic is Trek, if you are watching the live stream. If you're not watching the live stream, then, well, welcome anyway to The Topic is Trek. I'm one of your co-hosts, Clinton, and joining me this episode, as always, beaming in from parts unknown and somewhere, from somewhere in the galaxy, is Mr. Craig Stepp. Oh, that's the warp drive. Yeah, that's the ticket. Uh, well, um, no, no. Oh. I had to think about it for a hot second and no. We're a no. couple
1: of days early. I'll give him a pass on that one.
0: All right, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. And as you heard, also joining us is Mr. Chuck Tomasi.
1: One of my engineers said, it's a topic as Trek, which in Earth is bad. <laughs> you got to watch the latest discovery to get that one. <laughs> Cause I wasn't going to say the uh, four letter word that starts no, with. No, no, yeah. yeah. No. Okay.
0: So I have a note here that says to uh, talk about Larry Nemechek's informal 25th anniversary celebration for first contact on 1122. I didn't
1: see either of your names in the chat as we were chatting last night. So I would expect that you did not know about this. I found out from it from a coworker with the name, no less, Jim Van Over. And why do you know that name? Well, because Jim Van Over Sr. was on this call. Larry called up a whole bunch of his friends, including Michael and Denise Akuda, Doug Mm -hmm. Drexler, John Goodson, Dave Blass, Ben Betts, Jim Van Over, as I mentioned, and John Eves. And they were all having this reminiscing party in celebration of the 25th anniversary of First Contact, which, as far as I could tell, received no other fanfare on November 22nd. So this was rather fun. Based on the amount of chatting that was going on, it felt like a rather small group because it wasn't flying by at 8,000 messages a second. It was actually readable, digestible, and repliable. (laughs) And uh, great stories. Took a while for the conversation to warm up, but they went into, uh, well, if we use duct tape and some styrofoam cups for this— it turned out to be that. And uh, they did mention the DNGN thing on the pipes. Hmm. Michael Lacuda had a wonderful thing. He's got, uh, he and his wife were both in attendance on the hmm. same camera, no less.
2: They're always together.
1: Yes. And we'll have a story about those two in a little bit. So it was a lot of fun, about an hour long. And uh, Larry was a, a very gracious host and facilitator. Happened all on a Zoom webinar. Unfortunately, he couldn't figure out how to get us to view it in gallery mode. Ah. So we were seeing just a speaker at a time, which meant there were some visuals happening that they could see that we couldn't, even <laughs> though they were in gallery mode. But
2: it was still a fun time. Somebody's and, like, uh, hey, can you hold up that model? Sure. And while, yeah. and let me tell you about right, it. Right, the, while it's know, switching over. <laughs> Doug Drexler had a lot of
1: stories, man. He was even wearing one of the, uh, Red uniforms from the Tantalus colony, you know, with the hand and the dove. and Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Know, it was like, <laughs> nice outfit. And of course, many of them had Star Trek galore stuff in the back, whether it was artwork oh, yeah. or models or books or pillows. Right. Or it, Everybody had their, their own studios decked out.
2: Well, if we just had some way for you to have shared that with us.
1: It was very it last minute. Nice. I didn't know until the very last minute. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll jump on this. So yeah.
0: Why don't we oh. just have them recreate it for us? You know? Well, yeah, it is right right. recorded
1: and it will be on YouTube. So look up Larry Namachek's. Oh, well, there you uh, go. Yeah. Uh, Trek. Is, is he's Trekland or is it? Uh, he's got a Facebook page Standard for Trek, isn't it? the Trek files. I don't, know about,
2: I don't know about the YouTube one, but.
1: Yeah, YouTube, it, he'll have it. He said, give me a day or so. We got to download it and re upload. So well, a lot since of fun. We'll be putting together the
2: show notes uh, a
0: little later on. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> the links, I can throw that in the links.
1: I will uh, do my best. AKA to find it,
2: Craig. This is a task for you. <laughs> no, I,
0: I I will do all that. Right. I'm, I still have to put all the um, all the news stories that we're not covering tonight into
1: the show notes. Because we want you to know what we're not covering. That's hey, right. It's, Wait, sort of like, it's sort of like giving you that Christmas list of things you're not getting.
2: Yeah. By the way. Uh,
1: those...
0: it's, a, it's a supply chain issue. Never mind. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> supply chain.
1: The, stories, the stories are all aboard a cargo ship just off Long Beach. It's
2: on the Evergreen. <laughs> hey, just throwing this out there, Clinton. The bullet points we just wrote. We put them in there. Okay. Yeah, cause... we just
0: wrote those. Those were not dupes from last <laughs> yeah, week. Because yeah. I said I don't remember writing them. I was gonna get
2: back to doing that. And I went, Oh, okay. Well, well we I... thought, okay, maybe you forgot to do it. So we wrote them and you go, Oh, those are from last week. It's like <laughs> we put
1: one of those repair boxes. Well, I said on I, them.
2: I said I thought they were. I wasn't sure, but I thought they were.
1: The great sphere put them in there.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, it knows all. Well. Uh, before anything else happens, we should make the next thing happen. I have no idea what that sentence just meant. But we're about to start subspace chatter. Of course, however, we cannot actually begin subspace chatter until we get the go-ahead from Charlie. So, Charlie, we all set?
2: You don't need all that subspace chatter?
0: That's a big yes from Charlie, obviously. That's Woo-hoo! what I've been interpreting now. That means yes. When no Charlie means says, yes from Charlie. From Yeah, from Charlie... Just from Charlie. That's exactly what that means.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, we're going to have a very timely story based on the discussion that we were just having. Mm-hmm. Chuck has the first subspace chatter
1: news. Yes. Denise and Michael Akuda, who I mentioned earlier, veteran scenic artists best known for their contributions to the Star Trek franchise, will receive a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Scenic Title and Graphic Artists Guild at the 26th Annual Art Directors Guild Awards. That's a lot of gilding. The Akuta's award will spotlight their artistic contributions not only to numerous Star Trek films and TV series, but also to many other space related dramas, also recognizing their collaborations as creative producers for new visual effects, among other accomplishments. In addition to track, Michael Akuta has worked on acclaimed TV series including The West Wing, along with such films as Sully and Richard Jewell. Denise Okuda, served as a video-slash-computer playback supervisor and was a graphic artist on seven Star Trek TV series and motion pictures. Additional wow. credits including include pilots for Threshold, Star Patrol, The Flash, and The Osiris Chronicles. She recently served as a graphics consultant on Netflix series Space Force <laughs> with her husband, Michael. And uh-huh. she has also written several editions of Star Trek... Uh, the Star Trek Encyclopedia, excuse me. Two editions of the Star Trek Chronology, The History of the Future, and on board the USS Enterprise. The honors will be handed out at the ADG Awards next March. Congratulations to both of them. Very well deserved.
2: Very nice. Now, in a move we you are sure to remember, IDW published, uh, Publishing has announced a new graphic novel, Star Trek Klingons. The publication set for release for next year will chronicle the legendary life of Kalish the Unforgettable. That's that's terrific. Kalish the Unforgettable.
1: He can fire a magic
2: missile. (laughs) The comic book is the first installment in a series of extra-long one-shot spotlights on uh, the Star Trek franchise's most iconic alien species. The story will be written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly Writer, showrunners of the Star Trek Year 5 comic book series. They will be teaming up with artist Timothy Green the second to tell the legend of Kailash, the <laughs> unforgettable. I don't know if he says it that way. I don't know, I don't know either. No, that was the um, way
1: that the TV announcer announced him back when he was on that game show on, Kling, on uh, yeah, Kailash. Kailash. On, on, yeah, on
2: and that was the end of the announcer after that. Yes, pretty much. It's yeah. time to play
1: dialing for Kronos.
2: <laughs> anyway, the greatest he's also the greatest warrior of the Klingon Empire. I want to get that in there before he kills me. Exactly. <laughs> from the from the death of his cowardly brother, Moroth, to the victory of uh the victory at three turn bridge. He ran, he ran away, Sir
1: Moroth. Wasn't. Sir Moroth ran away. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave sir Moroth. So while while um,
0: Craig was reading his story there, I picked up uh, from the background here my copy of the Star Trek Encyclopedia by the Okunas. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, it is a uh, this is it's two volumes. This this edition of it and these things are jam packed with stuff. They it, you can do your workout with these books. They are that, brilliant.
2: folks, is
1: why we went to video right there.
0: My goodness.
2: Did so, you not return them to the library?
0: I, <laughs> no, I bought these. <laughs> yeah. ignore, oh, the, you ignore that little card in the inside cover. Just take <laughs> oh. <you> that.
1: Imagine <laughs> that book that Tilly checked out 900 years ago. I know the the, the, the fee on that is going to be insane. Yeah. All right. But by now you've probably
0: heard the news that Star Trek Discovery did not premiere this week in markets outside of the U.S. and Canada. Hmm. In a move designed to consolidate the Trek franchise under the Paramount Plus banner, ViacomCBS paid off all Netflix-related financial commitments. As you may recall, Netflix took on international distribution rights for the series back in 2016 as the streamer partnered in funding production of the show. But as a result of this resolution of debt and the agreement with ViacomCBS, all episodes of Star Trek Discovery left Netflix. In all international regions, the day before Discovery's season four premiere. How called timing? The show will not be returning to international territories until 2022 as part of Paramount Plus Global. The UK, Germany, Ireland, Austri- Austria, and Switzerland will be among the first markets to stream Discovery on Paramount Plus. ViacomCBS says said that as part of the, An accelerated expansion, they anticipate being in around 45 markets within the next year or so. They're currently in around 20 international markets. And of course, a high profile brand like Star Trek will lead that charge. Of course, as we have speculated, I think a lot of people in those international markets, when the rug got pulled out from underneath them, they went to alternate means to see the season premiere
2: of Yeah. Of course that's gonna happen.
1: They flew in on BT Airlines. Exactly.
2: Now what I don't understand is why can't they just flip the switch and like make Paramount available wherever? I I think
0: it's a <laughs> series of deals that they have to uh go through. One source was talking about the fact that they thought that like Paramount Plus was going to be exclusive to Sky customers in the UK. So I think that they're just trying to you know make all the the deals now why they chose to make this deal before they got all those other deals in place that's a different argument yeah you know put all your your things all set and then leave netflix don't leave them and wait until 2022 to come back
2: yeah because they're missing an opportunity for all of the fans to be gushing over whatever details about the show you know that rather than Okay, now we got to be quiet because we don't want to spoil it for everybody. No,
1: it's our turn. It's our turn to ruin their internet experience. <laughs> oh, really? Well... I think well, we do I, plenty. <laughs> I mean, we do list spoiler alerts when we talk about
0: episodes. We can't really hold off talking about Discovery until 2022,
1: but we do try to... do we need to give them a spoiler
2: <laughs> I was thinking that, more or less on social media in general, but yes. Yeah,
1: know. well...
2: The internet is as the internet is, you know.
1: (laughs) Stupid is as stupid does.
0: All right, and take us away to
1: someplace, a happy place, Chuck. Uh, Oh, I'm going to my happy place, a Paramount theme park. It was announced two years ago for Kunming, China. It just got a big boost. This week, Chinese authorities announced the project is moving forward with an 8 billion dollars in funding Unfortunately they don't have dollars so they might have a little problem with the exchange. but that will be for a large development that will include a 643 acre paramount resort. The project is owned funded and operated through Chinese institutions with a license from Vicom CBS to use theme assets for Paramount and other properties. The proposed Paramount Park Kunming, Wow, that's getting harder to it say is, by the minute.
0: But, 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 but.
1: We'll include six themed areas, including a Final Frontier. <laughs> not not Star Trek V movie. <laughs> no, please, no, that's, no, no. That's yeah. the ride. That nobody ride. Yeah. Okay, the, the Final Frontier area themed around Star Trek with a number of different attractions. The other areas of the park would be Paramount Boulevard, Adventure City, Wonderland, and a Peanuts area. You know, the Charlie Brown character. Mm-hmm. and a Dynatopia area. With Paramount's exit from the theme park operations business and the closure of the Las Vegas Star Trek The Experience about 13 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the only operating Trek-themed attraction in the world is the Star Trek Operation Enterprise roller coaster at Movie Park Germany. There's a trivia question for you. Construction of the China Paramount Park has yet to start, but there is a targeted opening date of June 2024
0: which is kind of aggressive
1: that is kind of aggressive two years little two and a half but, years
2: hey you know the theme park near me used to have uh paramount used to own it and we had a star trek uh, you know or were klingons and walking around and we had all kinds of uh theme star trek theme rods you know for me i thought it was awesome uh,
0: yeah i think that i think they uh paramount left you know, sold that operation of their their theme park stuff in 2006, maybe it was. Uh, so a little before they, um, the experience closed down. But yeah, they, they had the Paramount Parks in
1: several cities. Gary, mm-hmm. Gary told us to let go of our pain. <laughs> That's all you uh, do. You go into the final frontier the section of the park.
2: Share in our pain. Start <laughs> digging some holes. <laughs> great ride. Great ride. That's right. Well, moving right along, nothing says Christmas like a new Star Trek ship on your tree, right?
1: This how year, the mu- how Hallmark- much
2: this year? How much this yeah. year? All right. This year, the Hallmark keepsake ship is the La Serena from Star Trek Picard. So measuring five inches long, the detail on the Kaplan F-17 Speed Freighter ship is very accurate. That's because Hallmark was able to use the original digital source files created by the Star Trek Picard It's about
1: time they handed over those Stereolith files.
2: Right. So the ornament plays three audio clips from Picard featuring the voice of the acclaimed comedy forecast announcer, Sir Patrick Stewart. My goodness, look at the time. That's what your ornament
1: will actually say.
2: It is. It's amazing. (laughs) That's right. The ornament has a retail price of $32.99 and is available online through Hallmark Store or in stores that carry the keepsake. Ornaments.
1: Don't forget supply chain issues, you might get it by next Christmas. And it's weird, the although they have the
0: three um quotes from Sir Patrick, they're lifted out of the episodes so you can hear an edit point in one of them. (laughs) Like the the, the audio quality in this in this statement changes. It's just it's just like really you couldn't have him just revoice quotes
2: again. They probably got the voice separated somewhere, you know, in the studio. Uh, already, Uh it's kind of weird. It, so it, it was it, was
1: it was partially the original track and partially a pickup. Is that what you're saying? There's like a no. I'm saying all of it was just lifted out of the episode itself. Is it like they didn't have
0: him record new audio for this ornament. They they, they held, held the, the ornament up. The they
1: held the ornament up to the TV. Yeah, they have to press <laughs> down the button. You know, yeah. hold
0: it. Every single one of them, by the way. So that's why it <laughs> takes a long time to get them out there.
2: Yeah. Hey, by the way, real quick, um, why don't you tell everybody uh, your if you're interested to tell a story about how you got Patrick Stewart to do that little clip.
0: Uh, that was uh fairly straightforward. Uh, it was, I believe um, an autism charity that was having a promotion. Well, not a promotion, but uh, a, a fundraising event where you could get people to record various things. A bunch of different celebrities were recording things. And so I had Sir Patrick, you, you send in the, the copy and they have them do it um it's funny because i it was a long time after i sent in the money before i got the recording and i kept checking with them and i have a feeling (laughs) that sir patrick probably was handed mine first saying this guy just won't shut up about getting his audio can you just read this please it's been
1: 18 months
2: patrick (laughs)
1: yeah what are you doing i don't think i'm being
2: aggressive here (laughs) And it's odd, it's odd, it's funny, because that's, he's telling you to hurry it up. That's right. (laughs) right. Position you this up, shall we? (laughs) Yeah, let's wrap this up, shall we?
1: All right. By the way,
2: the first time I heard you play that on your show, I was listening, I went, was I just, did I just hear Patrick Stewart? (laughs) I thought
1: it was, I thought it was one of those people that does really good impersonations.
2: Yeah.
0: I was like, what? And yeah. Sir Patrick himself. All right. Well, aside from one very short rendered clip of the Enterprise entering Viger, we haven't heard anything much from the team working on the remastering of the director's cut of Star Trek The Motion Picture. But this week, producer David C. Fane posted several photos and a short video of the team and that was posted over on Star StarTrek.com. Reviewing the photos, the team over at TrekMovie.com believes that one of the images indicates that this new version of the film may differ somewhat from the original DVD release. Now, we've talked in the past about the fact that they don't necessarily have access to all the files that they use to create all the special effects for that original DVD uh, back in the early 2000s. And so they're having to recreate all the scenes. Uh, They might have some of the files, but Uh. they have to re- and upscale, well, not upscale, but re-render everything in, in the high definition mm-hmm. so an image in one of the photos shows a moment during Spock's journey through V'ger it appears to be an unfinished effect in the caption accompanying the photo fo- the image Fain indicates it's not something changed and a little unfinished and new
1: hey we so- get 56 extra minutes in this movie you no, know, let's not
0: do that. That the whole that was a whole, one of the beauties of the director's cut is that the flyer yes. of, of
2: over and through viger
0: is a lot shorter.
2: Yep. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you know I know it is long and it's drawn out, but I do kind of like it. It's relaxing. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind
0: of like a new age thing. You know, going going. It's kind of like <laughs> you got to time all the drugs to. Kicking, especially anyway. Oh, well, it's a, <laughs> a newly rendered version of the director's cut is scheduled to debut on Paramount Plus in 2022. Gary's hey,
1: happy, Gary's happy. Yeah. He says, As I said, I'm the only viewer tonight. Well, my sister laughed.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the private show. Yeah, you know what we should do? We should do a watch along. Uh, that's not a bad idea. That's not yeah, a bad yes. idea. I've seen somebody doing it online, and you'll probably see the same guy doing it, but yep. he, he does them on Facebook. I mean, on YouTube, but the picture is grayed out and he only plays a a little bit of audio just so you can get synced up and that's it. Right. Uh, But there's so he's talking and I guess watching the chat as you're kind of watching it together. So, anyway, I guess the trick will be
0: if they put commercials in because some of us have the second tier of Paramount Plus and some of us. Oh, I upgraded. I upgraded. Have the the legacy no longer offered. version of it which has commercials so I I don't know I don't I can't recall if they show commercials during the movies on Paramount Plus I've watched a couple of movies I've only only seen the
2: little promos at the beginning but uh, I don't know maybe so all anyway, right, we'll work. We'll work on our logistics. We got till 2022. That's a Indeed. long ways away.
0: Indeed. Yeah, it's oh, it's <laughs> 2022 is. A, yeah, it's amazing how long away that is. He says yeah. at the end of November. That's right. Well, Clinton, now, is there
1: any news from Vulcan, Alberta, Canada this time? Well,
0: well, not really. But you know, last time around, I said that we didn't have any news, and everybody was all, "Oh, just anything." Okay, yeah. here you go.
1: Grandma Clara the got the council <laughs> held
0: three days of budget hearings last week. Whoa, whoa. The county's 2022 budget looks <laughs> like a status quo one, and that's not a bad thing. One counselor is quoted as saying, It seems the decline is over. It's been a lot of years since we've not had to look at cutting funds or reducing services from the budget. Oh. And there's even a light at the end of the tunnel It appears that the tax base will increase for 2023.
2: Hmm. so the,
0: that's your update from Vulcan Alberta Canada you know
2: what maybe uh maybe they can afford the travel to come be on our show maybe or return the phone call that they promised <laughs> they were so just, the first the methodist <laughs>
1: First Methodist Church will be having its pancake breakfast on the <laughs> 4th
0: you guys said anything yeah believe me that's, that's like, what I want that's what like I want positive anything. news
1: on Vulcan, elderly Alberta, woman Canada. got a parking ticket.
0: <laughs> all right charlie charlie it's time for that favorite part of the show for me it's when i get to say goodbye charlie i want
1: stay, to stay stay i won't do it again please i'll be good i won't ever do it again
2: I that's what you said it.
0: last time and the time before that
1: fool me 103 times Shame <laughs> on us.
2: hey this this kind of news from out Al- vulcan Alberta, Canada reminds me that uh, makes me think of like you know the Mayberry podcast. Here's, exactly. here's what happened this week in Mayberry. <laughs> Otis Opie,
1: in again and... Opie, stop playing with the Klingon boys.
0: All right. With that said, it's time to head out on our main mission with an appropriate sound effect. Oh,
2: oh that one. Ah,
0: just pressing some buttons. <laughs>
1: Not just any buttons. I have a system. I'm the Will Wheaton of this soundboard. It has ah, to have shirt a shirt on. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say you
1: don't know. You don't know <laughs> what what rank he rose to and on what no, show. You need the
2: colored. Uh, if Tom colored Paris sweater. can show
1: up on lower decks, don't count out Will Wheaton.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't down. I wouldn't. Him show I, up. I would,
0: that, I, I'm up down for that. So, yeah. matter of fact,
1: uh, on um, oh, that should have been one of our <clears throat>
0: predictions. On um, the Ready Room. He was really hinting strongly that, oh, I would really, really like to, you know, revisit Wesley's character again, you know, on some show. And I'm thinking, okay, there's only certain possibilities that that can happen on. Hey, guess what? He was in it,
2: but we actually deleted it.
1: That's oh right. man, we're only a <laughs> like few <the> weeks. Movie. <laughs> we're only a few <laughs> weeks away from reviewing our predictions, and then we got to make are. more. We do. Okay, that's one of oh. mine. Will Wheaton will show up on another show.
2: No, you, wait.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna remember. I predict. I predict that Chuck is gonna predict that okay. That's, that's, that's right. And I predict that Clinton's
2: gonna predict <laughs> Nobody
1: would have predicted we would have ended up on a video stream.
0: Let let us move on to that main mission I spoke earlier thereof. We're gonna begin with Prodigy, and uh yes it is time to hit the old spoiler alert. Uh since we, Which we one?
1: Oh, we'll do do this one. Spoiler alert. alert! Spoiler alert! We're only gonna play two because I think Craig recorded about eight hundred of those.
2: Well, All right. It was one of those things. I just kind of let it go, and I figured you just stop. <laughs> eight hours later. <laughs> <laughs> eight hours of warp core and spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> I, I missed uh. Carrie's reference. That was locarno in disguise. Yeah. We must have been referring to somebody.
0: All right. Well, let us, let us move on to the first show. We're going to talk about Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, Chuck, why don't you give us uh, some lowdown?
1: Some on... lowdown. This is the fifth episode of season one, entitled Terra Firma, written by Julie Benson and Shauna Benson. I almost said somebody else's name who's really close to that. I've known her for about 40 years. Uh, directed by Alan Wan and Olga Ulanova. Here's your breakdown of the story. After the USS Protostar crashes on the surface of the murder planet, a.k.a. Larry, everyone must (laughs) trek... I see what I did there. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Ten kilometers across the surface to reach the ship. Meanwhile, hologram Janeway temporarily takes the captain's seat and attempts to stop Larry from consuming the ship. To make matters worse, the Diviner and Dreadnought beam to the surface, intent on retrieving the Federation ship.
0: All right. So that is our quick synopsis. Now we're going to get into just talking about some of the details of the show. First of all, I want to talk about the, the actions of the what I guess we'll call them the crew of the ship. This sure, week. why not? Yeah. They're they're mostly stranded on the planet and their their mission is to get back to the protostar. And then of course we have hologram Janeway on the ship itself. So how do we feel like the crew on the planet trying to get back to the protostar? How did they do this week? How, how is, how do we view their, their actions? Is Dal getting any better than he's been?
2: Mm, I think they're still trying. Uh, they're in that. Um, what's the different phases of denial?
1: The phases of death. <laughs> no, I, I think he, he is getting better. Cause he, he even mentioned, he said, you know, it was my bright idea to follow the stars with, a little help you know so he is he's starting to show credit and he's warming up to gwyn uh after you know blaming her for a couple of things during the show
0: yeah he blames her twice outright for uh, which i think was it is accurate yeah that that yeah. that's the reason that they're that they're stuck there so it, i mean that that is true but I, I guess it's a case of well do you need to keep pointing it out and
2: is that helping things any at this stage of the game right right Here's, here's what I was talking about is the difference. There's five stages and there's forming, storming, norming, performing, performing, and, and so, and then there's adjourning. but that's a different one. That's a new one, but, uh, they threw on there, but I still think they're kind of in that storming to norming phase. They haven't, they haven't, uh, quite gelled yet. So they, they're still working through obviously a lot of that, um, you know, trying to, know how that each one's going to work together. He was well. that
1: famous American general for desert storm storm and Norman.
2: That's Yeah. So I thought that's not that you were going there, but yeah, that, I do. Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: He's been, he had some management classes last week. So now he thinks he knows a that's few not, buzzwords.
2: No, those words I've been drilling my head for years. Let's not just dog ear that for now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so I was just saying those are the different phases and they're still in that storming phase and they're still working out. Cause you know, Gwen obviously is. They're not working together and, until later on. So,
1: so I got a, I got a question for you. Something that really bothered me about this, especially the second time I watched it, Were they, they were following the sensors. You know, she said, "I'm putting, sending out a tracker yeah, so she you can follow like, right. and, and they're following the tricorder, and yep. then they look up and the hill is moved. Now, yep. was the protostar? They said it's just beyond those hills. Was it on the land that was moving also? And if so, then the second theory of following the stars doesn't work. So if they're following this the, the tricorder, why don't they follow the tricorder and not the hill? Well,
0: I guess the only thing is if the planet can make you th- see things that you want to see, perhaps what they what um zero was seeing on the tricorder was not what was
2: registered was not actually on the tricorder. Yeah, they were used in landmarks. So the landmark well, was moving. No, but right. It, so it, it, right, zero but, was But she had the
0: tri, it, it had the tricorder saying, "It's ten kilometers
1: in direction
0: away, X towards that hill." And as they're walking, things are changing. So I think the reason, that, considering the fact that they're walking in circles, and if and if it's following the tricorder, then you have to assume that that's not what is actually on the screen. That the, the screen is actually helping lead them in this giant circle.
1: I couldn't resolve that
0: because it can make it, it made okay. them see it, other things previously.
1: All right, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a stretch. They didn't they didn't really lead into that, but they they I guess if you inferred that, yep, okay. It's supposed to be a kids' show. Seemed a little, a little wide of the
2: mark for me.
0: Well, I like the, <laughs> I like the fact
2: that. I think they hit the kids uh, just demographic just right. And you were left out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If I'm confused, then a six year old is confused.
0: (laughs) I think you're underestimating the six year old. But anyway, um, (laughs) um, the thing I liked about that was the same thing I liked about the stuff with Janeway in this episode, because Mm -hmm. it was a case of, all right, how do we do this when we have limited access to the tech? Or limited access to systems, or limited access to this, that, or the other thing. So at first, the team is relying on the tricorder to get back to the ship, and they can't—they can no longer rely on the tech. So they use the same thing the people have used for for centuries: is to navigate by the stars and make your right. way back to where the ship is. And Janeway is trying to do the same thing that she doesn't have access. Now, it's thought it was weird that she said she doesn't have access. To the uh, the weapon systems or anything, she only has access to non-essential systems or something like that. But she was bizarre.
1: Yeah, and she was. Why would you do that? She was shutting down a whole lot of stuff. Well, she wasn't an emergency command hologram like the doctor was. That's true. That's true. So uh, she's a training hologram, but yet she still has access to some basic systems.
0: Right. So she then says, "Well, you know, I don't have access to all these top level things. So what?" can I do? And she starts doing those things to try to take care of.
1: What would the Mm -hmm. real Janeway do? I'm going to get a wristband that says that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It is kind of, it was a little odd that the hologram was going, Hmm. What would the real Janeway do? You know, like she was pondering rather than just being a, uh, a set of algorithms, you know, doing the right things. or Well,
0: that I, I'm wondering about that because first of all, I had to get in my head that this is a hologram, just like the EMH was a hologram. Cause the first thing I thought of is, well, why is hologram Janeway having to press buttons exactly. on the chair? When but, yeah. you but, just go. but the emergency medical <laughs> hologram would often sit at consoles and do things as well. It's like, well, why does it need to do that? So I think it's, It might just be something built into the programs to make them appear more human and easier to interact with. That's how they interface with systems. Or,
1: or, go ahead, Craig. Security. Segregation of duties. Right. If your hologram was able to interface directly with other key systems, that could be, uh, what, capitalized on by perhaps somebody who breaks into the hologram routines so by keeping them separate I suppose no, the first,
0: that's ridiculous the first thing they would do is they'd access Starfleet records we know that
1: already. yeah they always download always the entire do. database <laughs>
2: I was going to say, actually, uh, Starfleet just called and they said that their database has been compromised and Uh, passwords were released. Oh, right. Your credit cards. Go to to
0: LastPass again. All right, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, your credit cards. (laughs) Your Federation credit card has been compromised.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, my latinum.
2: Darn it. We don't have real money. (laughs) Okay, I got
1: a couple other nits to pick on this one. Mm-hmm. It, Gwen is supposed to be really good at languages. Why did she get the word constipation mixed up with constellation?
0: Well, what was the word that she got mixed up the, in the first episode? There's another word that she she also
1: yeah. Missed. Yet she knows that's called a mechleth. It's a it's like wow. Which
0: I had a question about. It's like okay, we have Pog knowing it's a Klingon ship,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we have Gwen knowing that it is a matleth. And it's like, apparently the Klingons are just all over this quadrant of space because everyone seems to know about them.
1: I can see how well, Gwyn might know she's studied languages and cultures and whatnot. So I, that made sense. Jankum, not so much. Except, except the Klingons, this could be, see, this is
0: like, it's a kid show. So breathe, but <laughs> all right. If she knows about the Klingons, the Klingons, and the Federation are buddies, but we know that she doesn't know what the Federation. Is. Well, she does know what the Federation is from her father. At least that information was kept secret from her. But she knows about Klingons. Yep. If she knows about Klingons, how would she not know about the Federation? See, it's kind of That's like a, good a point. weird yeah. thing
2: going on there, right? right. Yeah, right. Um, I see that. Yep. There was also
1: a bit of continuity error in the end. Uh, well, a couple of them as they get closer to the ship, mm-hmm. they leave Gwyn behind. Yes. And they take off and he says, what part about split up? Don't you understand? And then yeah. the diviner shows up. He he shows up right at the ship. Oh, and there's Gwyn Ling right oh a few yards from the ship. But that's not the ship. He thinks it's the ship. He's not <sighs> seeing the ship. That's why he walked up the ramp. And then you see Dahl- Right, walk up the he's ramp walk, for he's real. He's just going. To, he's just he's, he's, underneath, 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 he's underneath, getting eaten illusions. by the weeds.
0: Yeah, right. He's in the same illusions that they okay. encountered earlier. That yeah. Makes so more that sense. I thought that was a great fake out. That there's Janeway standing at the entrance ramp. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you see figure walk up. You go, oh, this is <clears> you know, this is just going to be bad news, you know. And it's it's dull, and that's the point where you realize that oh, the diviner is not
1: seeing. The proto stuff. They ought to like have glazed over the eyes or something to make them a little more obvious. Or when they're under the influence of the planet,
2: yeah, the red eyes or something. That's
0: right.
1: <clears throat> well, speaking of that scene, though, I I think that we had
0: questions about whether or not what Gwyn thought about her father and yeah his motivations. No more I questions. I think that there's no more questions at all. That ship has sailed. <laughs>
1: the uh um, no so me there. or the
0: ship yeah me or the ship oh look what he chose the um yeah we, we, a very we creepy discover scene for a kid by the way very I mean, imaginative i mean this show does not pull punches when it comes to oh we're going to play you know softball yeah, yeah. it's like no that's an abandonment by the father to just leave the kid to die yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: among the thorny oh. weeds
2: yeah hey, kid, i'm going out for a pack of cigarettes um
1: <laughs> we we discover what the protostar really is.
2: Yes, it is a
1: protostar. It's a little baby star. <laughs> oh, a baby star. Did you all because... catch the, did you all catch the phrase that Ruck said when they were sort of battling the, the big giant robot monster? It was real quick. She said something of the effect of, if you dream backwards, do you wake up from a nightmare? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that was nice.
0: Yes, we find that there's a gravimetric protostar containment system on the ship that the ship is not really willing to shut down. And it's a good thing it's not willing to shut that down. I can't imagine if you had a protostar just kind of kicking around inside your ship that things would go well.
1: So the question is, is that what the Diviner was really after? Or did he just want a a Starfleet ship? Did he know there was a protostar aboard?
0: I don't know. I thought it was very interesting, though, that he got to the ship Or he saw, he turned around and he saw the ship and his word was
1: salvation. Right. And, and when, when they finally hit the, the other, the other phrase that I thought was rather interesting that he said was at the end of the show, when they fire the engines and they, you know, diviner ship drops out of warp and he, he says, can we track them? He says, no, they're longer, no longer on our maps. And he says, she's gone. Did that refer to, to the she, ship? She means. The right. ship or his daughter? Because I'm, I'm thinking miss the ship.
0: I, well, I thought that was an interesting phrase because yep. it could be either. Uh huh. Yeah. But <laughs> the fact that if he if he feels that strongly about her, or if he's having I don't know, he's having second thoughts because clearly he had a choice he could make. He could do either of those things when he showed up on the planet, and. He chose. It was no one forced him to choose to go to the ship. He said,
1: "I her. have no choice."
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I kind of think you do, but you know that's okay.
2: You chose poorly. And see, we had, towards the end of that... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, no, go, ahead go, go ahead. ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Now say ahead. say now that um you've seen that conflict with with Gwen, and you saw her and Doll start to get together and talk and talk things out. I think you're starting to see that gelling I was talking about where yep. they start working together and um, the team's going to start forming, or norming. They'll start norming.
1: <laughs> and then performing. Yeah, that's right. Saturday there. night at the Budokan in Tokyo. <laughs> anyway. So I had a couple of quotes. We
0: Sometimes we pick out quotes. I think the best quotes this episode were from Zero. First of all, I liked when she... W- just unceremoniously picked up by Dahl and yeah. used as a flashlight. She not says, sure how I feel about <laughs> this, but happy or to help. It. Yeah, but I'm happy to help. And yeah, then Z- right. I Keep saying her, but it's an it's, it's it uh, zero trying to
2: communicate with the murder plant, saying
0: perhaps I can ask its name. Nope, it just wants to eat us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love it that that moment when Murph said, burr, 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 burr. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <That> <laughs> "Great lines." Best. Murph has the best one-liners. That's Absolutely. right. The
0: translator just is not working though for some reason. All right. Oh, and (laughs) I thought it was interesting, in light of what we're going to be talking about next, that there's a point where running along away from things, everyone comes up to a cliff that they have to. Oh, we'll we'll get to the cliff in the
1: in the discovery episode too. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. But in this episode, I thought it was interesting that, hey, look, there's a cliff. All right, I guess... Hi, guys, we... I'm Cliff.
1: One of these days, one <laughs> of these days, the show might actually go over the cliff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Our show? Uh, long ago. Yeah. You didn't get the memo? Anyway.
2: Episode three. All
0: right, we <laughs> need to rate this one, and let's see, what is our rating system this time? Oh, boy. What do we got here? We've got... One to uh, ten
1: murder uh, planets?
0: One to to ten Larrys. One to ten Larrys. One to ten Larrys. Larry! Larry! I need to look up to see if that's now indexed (laughs) on memory alpha. Larry, see Murder
2: Planet. It probably is.
1: It's a subtitle on Larry Nemechek's page, too. Let me ask you first, Chuck. Oh, there's a a question. Was Larry Nemechek even involved in the naming of that planet in some way, shape, or form? Was that a tip of the hat to him?
2: Well, we could always ask somebody we know. He could just say, "Yeah." <laughs> He's probably got a letter that says something about it. Uh, <laughs> In a memo dated yeah. June twelfth.
1: Now, if they had named, if it, if they, had, <laughs> if Ruck had said, "Oh, I wanted to name the planet Aaron," we would have had our sights on oh, Doctor yeah, McDonald. That what am I reading this thing? Uh, <sighs> I'm glad you cleared up some of those confusions of the six-year-old on my part, because that that boosted my rating a little bit more, although I think it was it was very subtle. Uh, so I'm going to make this as short as possible. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I, I enjoyed it from a storyline perspective, but I thought it was just a little too complex for a children's show to follow along.
0: Hmm. Interesting. In parts. Okay. In
1: parts. Again, the storyline was great. The effects were great. We... Got a lot of stuff out of it, but mm-hmm. it just, it was missing a few elements for me.
2: Okay. What about you, Craig? Um, I'm going to say I'm going to up. I can't, you know what? I kept thinking about my reviews from last time because Chuck was calling me out on it, which I did enjoy very <laughs> so much. Oh, the points are meaningless, <laughs> but I, I thought this had a, it was very Star Trekky in the sense that they're on the planet and they're trying to figure out the planet. Um, you know, and it's, messing with them and the terrain's changing it seemed like a very star trek plot or a you know situation I, I thought it was really good so um i didn't really think of it in the sense of a child a children's show like uh chuck was talking about but i'm gonna say i'm gonna give it an eight and a half i I liked it i thought it was pretty good then you saw janeway in action and then you saw the protostar in action mm-hmm. so yeah i'm I'll give it an Did anyone that. else
1: have a hard time reconciling a young-looking Janeway with an older Janeway's voice? No, mm. I mean I'm okay. used to
0: that's the way Kate Mulgrew sounds these days. So
1: I, her know. voice has changed slightly over the last twenty-five <laughs> years, and well, everybody, people, everybody does a little bit. I know that.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> um, hey, what, hey, don't don't uh, elder shame. I I, I I am the elder, <laughs>
1: yeah, and apparently I'm Saru is now too. But we'll get to that in a minute. We will, we will. All right. Will. All
0: right. Um, and I am going to give it a, I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half as well. I think the one downside for me in the episode was the entire series is up to this point, including this episode, just one episode. If you cut out the beginning and closing mm-hmm. credits, it there's no, where one episode leaves off, the next one picks up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in this one, it ended very, very, very abruptly. You know, the Protostar takes off and the the Diviner and, and Dreadnought are left behind and I expected and a little bit more resolution because we're going to be gone for... Or a cliffhanger. You know? I mean, this wasn't so, much yeah, of a uh, cliffhanger. It's like if that's a what they're pilot. Well, I, it, I thought it was interesting that I don't know if the entire season is going to be this way, that it is essentially just Episodic. one continuous story i think this is more of a one continuous story than any other trek has ever been because you just go from that scene to this scene continuously it's uh so i think that's i don't mind that i just minded in this case not even so much that it was our cliffhanger more cliffs why is is always the cliff but the fact that it just seemed to come to a halt in a very odd spot, mm. and that's the little that's the little downside for me on that, and some other l- l- picky things here and there. But so I would go, I would go eight and a half on that. Okay, so that's our ratings on that. You're f- always welcome, dear listener, to oh. give us your ratings as well.
2: And I'm also going to add. I know we've already stated, I've already stated this, but I think this is a beautifully made show it looks great Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely yes yeah absolutely all right let's move on to our second spoiler alerty type of thing because we're going to talk about star trek discovery why don't you give us a little information on that one craig
2: all right so the uh this is episode our season four episode one the kobayashi maru written by michelle uh paradise Jenny Lemut, Lemay, 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 and Alex Kurtzman, uh, directed by Olatunde Onsonsan. I never can get their first name. Yeah, Olatunde. Anyway, the Discovery has begun its mission to reestablish connections with the world left stranded after the burn. On Kaminar, Saru uh, contemplates his return to Starfleet. Speaking of Starfleet, it welcomes its first incoming class since the burn, however, the tide of good fortune begins to turn when the President of the Federation decides to travel with the crew of the discovery on a rescue mission to deep space repair beta six and planet uh Tai John was, uh, huh? yeah, was destroyed uh by an unknown force always got to blow up a planet you know
1: just to make <Shan>, oh, get... goes Alderon.
0: Yeah. Well, it actually didn't go Alderon, it's still there just, it's just kind of smoldering Alderon by <laughs> Yeah, I mean <laughs> so you you had you had Vulcan implode on itself in, into a black hole. Uh, Quejon is there. You just need a whole lot of crazy glue to put it back together again cuz it's it's kind of it's, it's kind of there. Yeah. Now, do you think that um, that the father and son—I'm trying to remember the kayim and, and Leto, Do you think that they escaped because Book said get someplace safe? Yeah, trying nope. to give him a heads up. No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Just wondering because we see them very briefly. Yep. I think if they, episode. I think if
2: they survived, that would take the loss away from Book a little bit. Even though he loses this planet, I understand that. I'm just saying, I think it would. Know. Yeah,
0: you probably I mean, because think about the fact that he hasn't he misses it terribly, but he hasn't been back there. And then we get yeah. this bit where everyone wears his amulet, and the boy asks, Where's yours? You know, mm-hmm. Uncle Uncle Book, and he says, uh, uh, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Which apparently is always a story for another time. Anything involving book is your name. Well, that's a story for another time. Why aren't you wearing your name? Well, that's a story for another time.
2: It's a story for the next spinoff series. No wonder
0: it's called book. He's writing a book about
2: the things he's not going to tell anybody. He's on that, uh, edition number two. Oh my goodness. My goodness Did anyone gracious.
1: else think that opening scene with the L- Shane where they had the misunderstanding? Start was rip- right beyond? Yes. And, thought, oh, yeah. and yeah. they the get darkness. to a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Both. <laughs> they get to a cliff. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, it was it was it was two. There were some, some callbacks was in one? there.
2: Well, technically they had two cliffs. Just a ship was at the side That's of right. One of
0: them. So the, they um Bernard makes a comment, why is there always a cliff? And that's why I thought it was extra <laughs> amusing that there was a cliff in the episode
2: of Prodigy as well. Yeah, that was funny. And
1: and it's so fortunate that we can fix all the satellites in just a couple of minutes. Well, that
0: That was one of my questions. What I would have rather seen, because you send up the dots to put the dead lithium inside the satellites, fine. Go ahead and do that. But first of all, how many dots are on that ship? And second, it would have been okay by me if you saw the area immediately over, say, the landing site, that lights up, and then slowly, very slowly, by the end, they
1: put in like one, one. One can of juice, and the whole thing lights up,
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, they just needed a triple a battery. that's yeah. pretty much what it was well no, they
0: sent they sent out a bunch of dots, but I mean, they sent them out, and unless those dots have impulse engines in them, yeah, yeah, yeah. seconds later, one on the other side of the planet
1: he's going, "Ah, oh, I didn't get there in time. Someone beat me to yeah. it
2: <laughs> i I was hoping when she was when she realized that they were having trouble flying that one of them was gonna hit a tree. And <laughs> they, they never quite did. They just look like they were having a little difficulty doing the flying thing. But if, I was waiting for one to go, bam. Yeah. yeah. And, and
1: all yeah. those butterflies on the butterfly wings just kind of yeah. fizzle out. say, so,
2: so, so, hey, you're on your own now,
0: pal. Yeah. Did, did, I, did, I did like the concept, though, that the magnetic pole had shifted. And so they use the satellites to compensate for that. Mm-hmm. I, I did yeah. like that, that idea.
1: Did I miss something last season, season three? Last uh, season on last subject Discovery, I noticed it in this opener when they do that final flyby in the credits. You see Discovery go by; mm-hmm. the nacelles are detached. Were that they detached last season? Year? No, That's new this season,
0: right? Matter of fact, there were a couple of things. Uh, the Discovery changed to, to Discovery A is there, and also we we had some new things. We had a this like a bracket that takes dimension and then expands out. And right. kind of it's like a representation of a wave of some kind, which might be the gravitational wave. Then we have oscillating lines, which definitely <laughs> appear to be an, a representation of a singularity. Mm. And we see a, a planet destroyed, which I'm assuming is,
2: is Quajon.
1: No, there's more coming, I'm sure.
0: Oh, I, well, I'm, but I've just got a feeling that... Well, all the others are, of are, are,
2: are course, are foreshadowing things in the story. Like they're- Right you see the dilithium crystals f- coming not off of discovery, but uh, kind of surrounding it. You know, they're, that's what they're doing. They were delivering crystals everywhere. Um, and you know, you get dilithium
1: and you get dilithium and you the, get dilithium. The
2: first one's free, you know, <laughs> hopefully and the then, second uh, one is too.
0: Otherwise I'm not sure what you're saying about the Federation, but <laughs> yeah,
2: it's <laughs> what then, we like do. You said, the, sh- the ships did, got the dash, t- the, t- the cells and, um, Anyway, all the different things. Uh, every episode's been like that.
0: Well, no, every season's been like that. But a they, season, excuse me. What yeah. they what they change out varies. Like the captain's chair changed a couple of times. You often have the the com badge, or depending on how you're looking at, just the regular badge and the com badge change looks. Yep. Depending on the season, so yeah, there's always different things. Uh, but they first time they drill down to the level of because the discovery shows up in a lot of different scenes that they kept the scene but they had to change the ship like uh coming out of the that flowering object or you know flying by the image of burnham and all those places so all Mm -hmm. the little places it appears in the credits got updated as well which i imagine is why they didn't do it for last season right Probably deciding what the ship was going to look like at that point
1: I know Clinton probably caught this when they were announcing the new Archer
2: space dock.
1: Did you? I didn't.
2: What does that mean? I didn't catch that.
0: Are you saying there was, there might've been some auditory aspect of
1: that. The music. I was ready for somebody to go.
0: It's been a long time. I I I would have hit the fast forward button
1: four times.
2: When they show (laughs) the thing and off to the side is a guy on a stool. You know, with
1: a guitar, <laughs> I'm ready. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. We don't need you, Bob. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we
2: got, we got, we got the end theme. We're 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 covered here. No worries. I thought it was a cool little moment. Um, I also felt like it was, I don't know, a little too fan service. I don't know. It just seems a little too much. I don't know. It seemed weird. Too
1: much fanfare, uh, really. And the, and the f-
2: no, too much fan service. And fan service. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: I see. And, and you feel too it, on the nose, kind and of. And having the, having the Voyager inside there as well it's like okay we're going to encompass as many different franchises as possible in this one shot here here we go yeah
2: yeah so actually what it it's i know it's the voyager in there but what if it was like the enterprise instead of you know in archer's dock i think that would be more appropriate
1: the whole thing was wired up with a Cisco network. Uh. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Gosh. Uh, See so what I got to and, work here with people? you know, and just We're trying
0: to get as many franchises. He's in the corner sipping some coffee, so there we go.
2: All the captains said, face bomb. <laughs> <laughs> face bomb. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, that would have been a cool. Uh, uh, if you're going to go to the Archer space doc. Might as well should have thrown an inter, the the future enterprise in there, right? Well, you,
0: I, I think the reason that Voyager is in there though is because the president of the Federation is talking about the fact that it's being Voyager is being fitted with this pathway. Oh, drive, realize. yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. No, I, I, I realized that.
2: I'm just saying, I'll, yeah, I'm just saying, it would have been cool if they would have worked that in the story. But what if it was Enterprise they were putting that on? I don't know.
0: However, it's it is interesting because I. I think most people have had a positive reaction to it because, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it. Sometimes this show just is a little all over the place in terms of their continuity with the franchise. And We accept that. We go with it. Mm-hmm. But here's a case where just out and out, we're just going to play Archer's theme. Yeah, and and I felt like you know that's the sort of thing that lower decks does on a daily basis. So the fact that <laughs> Discovery is at least you know
2: playing into that somewhat as well, mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. No, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. I was just say, stating that I, oh, on, a, on a on a
0: broader observation. I had a point. problem. I had a problem with that scene with, this, with the fact that Starfleet reopens after 125 years, and you can muster up like 18 cadets. Sure, they were
1: they've been waiting. They put in their application nine hundred years ago. Yeah, I've
2: been wanting to join since I was eighteen. Now I'm three hundred and twelve. the
1: The other observation I made was uh, more of a metaphorical one. Does the burn, and then returning to you know where we have everybody's getting dilithium and coming back together, does that feel like a metaphor for COVID nineteen, the, the pandemic? Well, I
0: think that I think they're going to be making this season kind of have that as a, as a metaphor. Um, I don't know whether that was the original intent or whether that was retrofitted into it because they had, you know, some extra time to work on it while the pandemic was going on. But I think that definitely will have aspects of, of the pandemic. I was
1: trying to work out the timing because they, they had to have written those episodes either before or real early in the pandemic? Because when did season three air? Uh,
0: I was just looking that up a while ago. Uh, it Didn't it air at the end, to the end of, around this time last year, I think
2: is when it did. Okay,
1: so they were probably writing, well, they were in production probably several months before. It, it was probably a really close call. I'm sure somebody... Yeah didn't was, jump uh, up and go a pandemic let's work with that how about yeah. we just isolate everybody in the federation somehow
2: yeah i was just looking it was in uh late 2020
1: yeah yeah have you figured yeah, out yeah. the uniforms it, it, yet it
2: re- they released it in october of last year okay they started it that's yeah.
1: that's pretty close then i don't know if the writers were i mean yeah, yeah okay the um, have we figured out the uniforms yet? We've got these drab colors. We've got the colorful colors. We've got uh, our, our. They're changing uniforms right and left. I know well, the Is, drab colors. The drab colors dress, were changed. Was that their know, the drab colors were changed because of
0: problems with interacting with green screens and such? And they still are using some green screens. It's not all done with the AR wall or the. Are anyway, they call it the, the, the volume, hol- they call their version yeah. they call the version of the volume the holodeck. We ended yeah, we ended last season with the be. grays,
1: and then we had the Right, so that the, the, the gray
0: is the one the gray is the one that was having the problems. Okay, but
1: the ceremony so they, they were system. wearing kind of a drab.
0: Right, which would be your which would be your is new the version dr- of your dress, dress uniform?
1: uniform. Okay, that was pretty drab dress colors, in my opinion. Well okay, and then they get aboard the ship and you know, Burnham's wearing the red with the right. with the lopsided bottom.
2: Right. Asymmetrical yeah. is still the thing. Oh, man. I hope you're not a cadet with OCD. <laughs>
1: Could you just?
0: <laughs> I just felt Maybe like some the scissors option. here. You
2: know how long I felt
1: like fixing Troy's dress? I, I'm
0: just trying to figure out, what if you had a scant with that kind of thing going? I, I just wouldn't. I oh,
1: should, 900 um, years and we
2: still have a scant. We I th- still. I think I hear some cosplay <laughs> coming from you, Clinton. <laughs> no, 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 no. Clinton in a scant.
1: I'd pay money for that.
2: Uh, <laughs> I want to see those legs, buddy. Make sure that when we get up on stage and
1: sit on a panel that there's a cloth around the whole table, please. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hello, Clinton. Cross your legs. Got the scan on. Nope. Sorry. Forget. <laughs> I did like the
1: fact that Adira was rambling like Tilly did when she was an ensign.
0: That was fun. Yes, exactly. I think. Oh, great. The two of them are going over onto the ship. They're probably going to think everyone in Starfleet is insane. Well,
1: it, Tilly gave that glance like I'm a lieutenant now. I used to do that when I was an ensign.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Locked and loaded. It seemed like her her confidence feels like it's grown. Of course, well, it's, Tilly. It's- Grown, But at the same time, there seems to be something up
0: because she, you know, she's talking to Burnham after the ceremony and she, there's something that she wants to be talking to Michael about. But oh. then Michael gets called away and she says, yeah, I know, but there's the, the, this, this yeah. thing and we never find out what that thing is.
1: Well, that was um, she was number one and then got demoted again. So, I mean, she's she's gotten slapped well, on the hand.
0: Well, she she was the captain of the ship for a bit. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Um, well, I I don't think it's just that. I've got to find there's something else up with her, and I think we're going to find out. That's one of the things we're going to be exploring this season. I believe they've they've talked about the fact that she's somewhat on a journey herself. Um, yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Season. I was wondering. Do we feel that the fact that such a big deal was made out of the fact that uh, Admiral Vance's family was here, that we're mm-hmm. setting up his departure?
1: I don't know. That, I don't know but- when when she said, Hey, I'm glad you got reconnected with your family. He yep. he didn't say thank you. He just kind of gave this smile and said, Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll see you Maybe next time. Maybe they've had a conversation already, but but not- anyway, I thought it was a nice touch to see when this family could see all the good that, the discovery has been doing, you mm-hmm. know, by starting to reconnect everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: I know. It's just, there it was something odd about the fact that we see the family
2: mm-hmm. now,
0: maybe it was clarifying that scene was clarifying what we had seen before. Like who are those people that were with Vance? Although that was pretty clear. Cause he'd referenced the family in the first.
2: He was, he's episode. actually offering a tour to citizens. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> And, and over uh, here, can you see the, the archer? The no spot. photographs,
0: please. No photographs. <laughs> <Yeah>. No photographs.
1: <laughs> Don't forget to exit through the gift shop.
0: <laughs> now, speaking of him walking through there and the ceremony scene, did anyone have any opinions about the use of the AR wall or the holodeck for now? This is our virtual sets that we're using. Did it stand out to anybody? Did
2: nobody notice that I those did not were virtual notice. sets? Or I did think that uh, when they looked at from behind uh, Michael, when she was addressing to the cadets, mm-hmm. it did look very digital, you know, the big room. With, Which the, was a huge room with 18 it, people standing in it. Yeah, they're just standing there in the middle. I was like, uh, I, I actually found myself thinking, uh, I wish we had like smaller rooms like you would have on TNG. You know, they're in a room mm-hmm. uh, or even even uh, in a bay or something you know i don't know i'm just saying just seemed a little artificially big i mean i wouldn't weird. i wouldn't
0: mind that room if we get a shot sometime in the future that you have addressing the incoming cadets for starfleet and it's now gone from 18 to 150 then you yeah, to- yeah. You know, three hundred, then blah blah blah, you know, and you can't you you can't fit them in the room anymore and you've got to move the ceremony yeah. someplace else. we got to do like two that. ceremonies and it's a whole thing and every all yeah. the family's traveling, oh. and, and Vance has to give a tour to every single Multiple family. locations.
2: <laughs> and then they're, then they're, they're gonna getting, want food. Yeah, the president said, Vance, you got new duties. Uh you need to actually <laughs> give this tour to all the Starfleet citizens that show up. And the president doesn't need your permission to tell you you've got to give tours.
0: <laughs> so, what about Saru? What about Saru? Well, I like the fact that he's called the Elder because you think about it, he's over a thousand years old.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's went, a good what? point. I didn't catch that yeah. at first. He doesn't have the beard that the Elder in the Hollow had. Yeah, how can well, he I thought be the that same old?
2: thing? I, at first, I went, "What?" I went, "Wait, wait, wait." wait. He is uh, technically over a thousand, or. Around a thousand years Technically, old. Technically,
1: so. yes, but what if there's some old dude that's sitting there? I'm older than he
2: is. Wait a minute. So that when were necessarily... you born, old man? Huh? Hey. When were you born? I escaped the <laughs> culling fourteen times. Hey, now that he's a thousand years old, that doesn't necessarily mean he's acquired wisdom over those years because he skipped over a lot of them. He gave, <laughs> he a, he gave a nice speech, he... though.
0: He he audited about nine hundred and thirty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. No, uh, it was a nice speech.
0: Yeah, and it was interesting to see how you have the two species on the planet interacting. Yes. No, we'll we'll go down to where you guys are. You don't. You don't have to come up. We'll, we'll go down
2: to where you are. And... Well, actually, his speech, uh, because of the nature of Star Trek, referencing everyday, you know, things, I had the feeling that that was also. Uh, reference to maybe the way the United States was acting uh, at the time of right, the last year, right?
0: Because you have, you know, well, this is our home, but we're part of a much, 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 mm-hmm. much bigger entity. And so, how do we interact with that other, you know, galaxy? They're the 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 whole rest of the universe. How do we, you know, right. what, we're an island we need to interact with people. We
1: Storm Starfleet. I didn't vote for Lara Relic.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right, well, let's let's move on from that right now.
1: Uh, Actually, I, I, we never
0: so we never get to see the old president of the Federation cuz they all I we, don't think they have We saw one. Vance and we saw we saw um David Cronenberg. I'm going to just call him David Cronenberg. but mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Kovich. Um so we, we we never saw the old President of the Federation. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. vote he voted them. out because hey, the burn was your fault, and look, I'm going to start a new or something. I don't
2: know. Well, after a while, he's like, I, I'm not ruling over anybody. I'm just out of here. There's yeah, only like...
1: there's only six stars on this flag. What's to rule? Yeah, six stars. That's right. It, they've
0: they've increased the amount of uh, worlds by. Um, they've almost doubled it at this point uh, over mm-hmm. the course of a, of a year. So that's not that'll look bad.
1: good on your resume. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. All right. Does anybody have any other observations about
1: one cannot, Kobayashi Maru? One cannot have all the lives one desires. I want a t-shirt that says that. Well, I have a question uh,
0: with the title of it, I guess, is another comment. So oh. it's Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. Has Burnham failed to learn the lesson of the Kobayashi Maru? Because she basically went through the Kobayashi Maru
1: test twice in this episode and but she was able to trick her way out of it the president is not starfleet knows about the kobayashi maru somehow
2: goodness knows how well it's no secret by anymore for crying out loud i was gonna say everybody it's talks about it. To the
0: cadets at this point they're like why well, are you living under a
2: rock i just looked it up on the, uh <laughs> uh on the memory alpha that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now that we got internet back after the burn. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
0: No, I feel like, I feel like, because I feel like Burnham's answer to both book and to the president was, yeah, she doesn't quite get it. And I've got a feeling this season is going to say she's going to reach a point where she's going to face the no win scenario and has to choose. I just have that feeling that this is set up for what her arc is going to be.
1: Oh, you, we're, are we going to kill off a major character or two?
0: I, I don't know if we're going to kill off a character or not, but there's going to be some situation where she has to choose one or the other. She can't say, "Oh, I can save everybody and save everything and do everything," and it's probably going to be something rather traumatic.
1: I'm I'm kind of liking this Kirk attitude she's got, though.
2: Mm-hmm, hmm. Yep. Yeah. I have, a, I have a. I predict that Michael Burnham's going to be the Starfleet president.
1: You think? No, 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 not a politician.
2: Did I?
0: Oh, did although I? Although she did learn, she did learn the lesson to n- not like mouth back to the president because you saw, <laughs> yes. you saw her and Vance exchange a look, and he's like, "Don't." Yeah, no, she had sort of no. this eye
1: twitch that went on. It was very <laughs> yeah. subtle yeah uh one more one more thing at the very yes. ending clinton was that a new ending theme to the show
2: it was that's it what was. i thought oh that's maybe intrigued. i shouldn't have stopped it so quick well
0: also <laughs> sometimes it shrinks down and you know it's just like the next thing begins yeah. and I know.
2: Like,
1: but because I there is like no it. next show you can watch it hey craig watch Picard. didn't like, we what? teach you through the marvel U- cinematic universe to watch everything right to the end of the credits
2: yeah, as a matter of fact, what did I watch? Oh, I went to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah. Yeah. and I had to stay for the two.
0: We usually stay we we stay to the end of the credits usually anyway. I think it's just a force a habit with me when theaters used to be full. I say like, I'm in no rush to get out of here. I'll wait until yeah. the credits roll. So we always stay and watch. And yeah, with Ghostbusters, it's like, oh look, the 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 six other people in the theater missed this.
2: Well, <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have thought about it for Ghostbusters until I just. I did see a thing that says uh, uh, the after credits explained, it was in the title. The, that was ah, the, what yeah. I went, okay, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to read it, but uh, that clued me in that there were some after credits. So, so yeah.
0: but we don't have any after credits in the episode, just in case people haven't watched Kobayashi Maru yet, and we spoiled it for you anyway. Don't go looking for something in the end credits. It's the music that's different. But right, right. I right. should have
2: played the Enterprise theme. Da, da, that's da, been stuck da, da, in my head for the whole episode.
1: Let's get on with it. What are we yeah. using to rate this thing? Ah, what are we using? What are we using? Lithium crystals. This
2: one? What are we using?
1: The lithium crystals, or what we, were
2: those birds called? That book was uh, the dead the birds.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or or the little am, am-, am- amulet. Yeah
2: uh dots. Let's... how about dots there you go dots okay, okay. dots
0: because they've we've got endless supply of dots
2: all right well i will go first check on... your, your video froze when you did that you were like stuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: funny. all right well i will start off so we can go in reverse order and i'm going to give this one i'm going to give this one an eight i felt it had promised it was a bit all over the board. I think we had a lot of setup for the season in it. I, I actually liked the first scene because of the fact it was clearly referencing Star Trek beyond and Star Trek into darkness to have that wink, wink nod to the, to the audience about, we know what we're doing here type of thing. Mm -hmm. But after that, (laughs) things just well things just things get serious which is okay but they seem to be then going at a breakneck pace to try to get everything in including oh we got to destroy the planet by the end of the first uh, episode of the of the season yeah okay that's you you got the space station all this other stuff going on there's a lot happening in this this one episode so i think it i think it suffered a bit and i I think it will calm down hopefully after this but i'm giving an eight based on that so that i'm like gonna it? go backwards so craig yeah. you're next
2: um i'm also gonna give it an eight um although i should probably give it a little extra points because i think they're they're also trying hard to call out other people in the bridge crew you know like uh, by name mm-hmm. the guy, because uh like one person you don't have in your grid here is uh Vincent Christopher, uh, Lieutenant Christopher, whatever that was filling in the communications.
0: Well, if he's only there for one episode, I didn't put in the guest
2: stars. So, just saying. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, I failed, I failed. But see, I picked up on his name pretty easy because they were talking to him and mm-hmm. just calling him my name. So um, I I'm gonna say eight and a half, and I'll give him the half point for uh, starting to make sure everybody's included.
0: And we even saw Lieutenant uh, Willa for a brief moment. She's the one that comes and gets uh, Burnham. So it's like, oh, she's still there. Yep. At headquarters.
1: All right. How about you, Chuck? I'm going with an eight as well. Like you said, Clinton, it felt a bit Game of Thrones. Let's see how much we can cram into this one episode. Yeah. And uh, oh, but they've done that before. Uh, season one felt like that in a few episodes as well. Like, wow, that was all one episode. Um. So it it was uh it was kind of all over the map. The callbacks were were fun, but maybe a little over the top. So, I give it an eight.
2: Eight, okay. eight
1: dead birds. No, eight ducks.
2: <laughs> no, it's, hey, by the way, I will mention one thing. And I know I should have set, called this out up until now, but Sonequa Martin Green can speak really fast. Mm. You know, when she's spewing out uh, techno babble about what they need to do, I'm like, that lady can speak.
1: Or when she's <laughs> arguing with the president to save her job. It's like, mm. yeah,
2: <laughs> either kick me out or I got a job to do. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like whenever you listen to a podcast and you tell it to trim the silence, <laughs> nobody ever and inhales it, and speed it up just a hair. It's like,
1: yeah. well, I listen to double speed with the gaps out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe she's a robot.
2: Who knows? Oh. Mm. Who knows? Mm. Is that your prediction? No, <laughs> it's not my prediction. All right.
0: Well, with that, we're going to come back from our main mission. And a a very quick warp speed roundtable. I just got a question for you guys. Yes or no? Do you think that this gravitational distortion is headed for Earth? You know, Because that's usually the thing that happens with these things. Is yeah. it headed
2: for Earth? It was a problem. In, it wasn't a problem until it started going towards Earth. We that's don't right. know
1: where it's headed because the, they said Quajon and the space station weren't even near each other. So we don't know. Well, ha- yeah. Yeah, uh, is that a vector that we're tracking now? I I don't know. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Okay.
0: What do you, what do you think, Craig? Are they is you know is it going to be like every other thing in Star Trek where oh there's the rest of the galaxy, but oh there's Earth? Then that's the thing that everybody wants.
2: Well, I'm going to say uh no. I don't think it's. um the primary reason is I don't think the primary thing is Earth, no.
0: Okay, well I mean, it may it may be impacted. Primary, but I don't think right, I mean, it just said is it headed for Earth? Like the galaxy is very big. Oh, headed for Earth? I imagine. Well, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say no. Okay, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say that Earth will be in peril at some mm-hmm. point, and okay. that big old
2: tree at
0: uh, oh yeah, the tree, the old tree is gonna be in trouble.
2: I do have then, a theory about this uh, season. If you want to hear it, or should we wait?
0: Save it for uh, your predictions. If, it, if it's a prediction, so hold on to it. If it doesn't show up in the season by the time we hit predictions, you can do it then.
1: Oh, he's—he's he's like uh,
0: I so want <laughs> right to so say, say it. Right,
1: oh, we want to say it. Write it down. Write it down. We're—we're we're running really right. long on this one.
2: Okay, the little podcast angel on this shoulder is telling me to shut up. The other one is telling me to speak. So i no, I'm, i no, I, I say, I say hold on to it because, <laughs> okay,
0: a, again, if it's a prediction, you'll, it is,
2: it, it's something It came to me while I was watching the show that for the second time I went, okay, they're doing this. And I think this is where it's going. So I think I already know the trajectory of what's going on. All right. Well,
0: listener, you will find out very soon because we will be coming up on our prediction show very shortly episode 200 i'll reveal my prediction and uh (laughs) we'll also get to see how we did on our predictions from last year so that will be fun as well but Mm. for now uh it's about time to uh put some old dilithium in the uh, we want to take the old dilithium out of those satellites we're going to recycle that because we can we can now regenerate that right we have the technology that we can redo that so we can just recycle those dilithium crystals in our warp engine you can find me clinton at dot all one word with the number four and you can also find me on twitter and facebook and instagram and Miwi and your roof go look on the roof i'm up, up there on the roof so. there's a That's toilet up there is. So I don't mean to. i just uh, a little bit of time up there, and then I'll move
2: on. To uh, that's why that. Chuck's Solar is not working as well. <laughs> as who will put to. the
0: toilet up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody. That's the problem. But anyway, uh, who speaks for you guys?
2: I'll, I'll go, go ahead. ahead. I'll go ahead.
1: <laughs> we both volunteered for once. Yeah. You can find us at Technorama Podcast. The uh, URL is chuckchat.com/technorama. Or just Google Technorama Podcast. You'll find us on Facebook and everywhere else where you find us. Craig and I also do a live stream on Sunday nights just like this, only without so much Star Trek stuff around it. But lots of space news and, and fun stories that we cover and put our own spin on them as well. So look forward to seeing you there. Also, don't forget to follow our topic is Trek page because now we have a live stream and you'll want to be notified when that comes out.
0: We do. We have a live stream. Ooh, that looks so oh, there right. right now. Yeah, hopefully Surprise. we can grow
1: our audience next time.
0: <laughs> uh okay. More twists and turns in a then deep space. It uh, wasn't Deep Space Nine. It was Deep Space something beta. Some uh, very confusing. Beta deep Space Deep Space, deep deep space, space station six. The name is too long. I'm waiting for it
2: to get out of beta. (laughs) You got to change the name on this I was about to say beta six. When are they going (laughs) to release that thing?
0: (laughs) All right. Hit the theme, boys. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at The Topic is Trek. Visit our Facebook page or visit thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, on behalf of Chuck Craig and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always say here on The Topic is Trek, don't Don't put
1: put on on
0: the red shirt.
1: Oops.
2: I listen. See? I listen. And make sure it's
0: asymmetrical.